Welcome to the culture, your campy, irreverent source for retro fun. We love 80s horror, comedy and sci-fi. We also love talking about these great films. Sometimes we stay on topic, other times not so much. So pop in a VHS tape, adjust the tracking and join in on the conversation. What's happening? We're not in the studio. What? What's going on? We're, we're not what in is the this? This is so weird. What's going on? What we decided to go old school. <laughs> old school. Um, Very old school. Sad news. Sad news. Breaking news. Sad news. Um, Neil has faux Rona, which is different than Corona. <laughs> Um, he's the just Foco. regular. He's regular sick. Yes. Sorry. I uh, yeah. I just started getting some regular type symptoms, and we want to play it safe. So I've tested negative thus far. But yeah. you know, let's let's be safe and not spread spread the foco. Yeah. Anywhere. Spread the foco. No. Because I mean, like, it would still suck just to be sick. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you have, so. to, like, you have to like miss work because any symptoms at all, you get booted out. So they give you the boot <clears throat> these days. They do. But the yeah. good news, guys, and if you guys heard or not, is that the cold show is now FDA approved. So that's a good thing. So <laughs> you can take a you can take a cult show. You can take a cult show, and in fact, the CDC is recommending you subscribe. <laughs> so it's like it's okay. We're we're, we're it, good for you. Yeah, and it cures like anything. Yeah, it does. It cures like things. literally anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But you don't have to wear a mask. You just what are the, the side effects, though? Oh, the <laughs> side effects. <laughs> you know, bad taste, diarrhea, the usual stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get like one of those enlarged taste buds, like all the time on your tongue. <laughs> just one? That one bump. Yeah, you get you get a lot of paper cuts. You do. I was told that one bump was something else, but. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it could be. But, oh, oh, yes. I mean that. You never this get is... rid of that. Yeah, that's just going to keep coming back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> What's the old uh, saying? It's like, it's like luggage. You never get rid of it. <laughs> luggage? Is, is that the joke? That's the joke. It's like luggage. You never get rid of it. Anyway. Okay. So, All right. Got it. What what are we talking about tonight, Sandra? Tonight is deliverance night. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> Don't get too excited, everybody. <laughs> Calm down. It's time. It's time to be delivered on this night. Um, yes. but before we do that, yes. should we cheers? <laughs> What's in the cups? Yes. What is in the cups? What's in the cups? Um, I don't have a cult show cup since we actually, this was pretty last minute that we, we had, you know, decided to stay home. Neil just got sick, um, like today. So I have free, which is alcohol removed, sparkling wine. And it is so good. I love these. They're delicious. And like the cans are really pretty. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's they take, they take the, the sparkling wine and mo- remove the alcohol. It's easy. And just leave the sparkling? Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah, it's delicious. I bet it's tasty. It's so good. Um, 
So being that this was last minute, uh, I am doing uh, a bourbon and ginger in my <laughs> Beetlejuice tiki mug that the Reverend Michael B. Mug. got me. That's Such awesome. a good mug. That's a great mug. Uh, what are you doing, sicko? Yeah, I've got in my big old blue, this is my blue happy mug. Um, uh, Sandra suggested that I do a hot toddy. So I decided Ooh. to take her up on that after I asked her how to make one. <laughs> I've never had one before. <laughs> but uh, So I took the black tea and some honey and some lemon. And then, of course, poured in some of the bourbon. Uh, heated it up. And this is what I got. There's different ways to make a hot toddy. But if you're sick, that's the right way. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So happy Friday and cheers. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, friends. All right. Delicious. That is one hot toddy. Well, um, oh, you know what? The chat. Who's joining us in the chat? I've got the chat in front of me, unless Caleb, you've got it written down. Uh, I have written everything down that I've seen so far. So okay, you go ahead. All right. Uh, of course, as always, producer Scott couldn't do this without him. Thank you very much. Uh, he's been working very hard. As as we said earlier, this was last minute. So um, he's been working behind the scenes. So big thank you to Scott. Uh, but in chat, we have Miss Movie Buff Laura, Mindy Horror Movie Addict, Mark Visions Truth, Haley the Baker, Reverend Michael B., and 209 Todd. Hey, Todd! My Colt Show shirt. <laughs> <laughs> in the Colt Show shirt. Welcome, everyone. It's great to see you guys in our very first show of 2022. Absolutely. Yes, How exciting. There's a few folks that actually tuned in for New Year's, and I think, did you guys last the entire time? A few of you guys? God bless you, New Year's people. That was a freaking yeah. blast. That was so much fun <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. for us. Uh, yeah. uh, apologies for anything I may have said. <laughs> Never apologize. Oh, uh, you know. I was That's having it. fun. Uh yeah. and we've got a Margaret can't read the middle name LeMay that just joined us. So Hey Margaret. Hello, Margaret. What's up? Margaret and Jean Scoot. And Jean. Hello guys. Jean Hi, Scoot. Friends. Welcome. Uh, welcome. We're going to talk about deliverance here in a little bit. Yes, as Todd says, cue the banjos. <laughs> oh, they got a duel. The banjos got a duel. But uh, we should probably start by our, our typical roundtable of uh, what media everyone's been enjoying at the beginning of January. Seriously, since we haven't really seen each other in two weeks, I don't know what Sandra has been doing or Caleb. Of course yeah. not. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't hang out at all um, just because of like little little uh what do you call it omicron we've been been very good i I have to give us as a group credit we've been very good not to uh you know mingle (laughs) well like there's just i don't know there's just been little scares and stuff so i was like i better not i I just want to be around you guys and like get you ill if i had it but i don't have anything um so for for moi of course you know i've been watching yellow jackets you know what yeah. watching that, Neil and I. Um, we've already done our discussion. No spoilers. Spoiler-free zone. Um, 
I also started the new season of Queer Eye. Love it. They're deep in the heart of Texas this season, fixing people's lives and bringing joy to all the Texans. Um, And then (laughs) this was kind of something I decided to do. I decided to reread the book Deliverance. All right. Okay. I'd read it before in high school. I read it my senior year. um, And I remembered it. And I'd seen the movie around that time for the first time. And I was, you know, this is kind of like kind of vague in my mind. And I was like, I got to revisit this. And the book is um, very short. It's like 253 pages. So I read that. I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. About the film. All right. I've never read the book before. It's a, um, it was, I don't know where it stands now, but in the past, it's been a frequently challenged and banned book. Mm, and okay. I really always love to read those. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, speaking of reading, uh, a while back, uh, Haley the Baker let me borrow Gone Girl, which I'd never read before. Uh, I've seen the movie quite a couple times at least, uh, and really liked it. Um, so I'm not quite halfway through yet. Uh, I went back to work and strangely enough, um, my reading time has gone way down. So (laughs) I may be saying I'm reading this book for quite a few weeks to come now. That happens. Um, Work gets in the way of reading, and I hate that. (laughs) It really does, right? Just my lunch break is, is not enough. Um, Let's see. I started watching the book of Boba Fett on Disney plus. Um, Uh, you know, not, not too sure how I feel about it just yet. Um, but you know, we'll see it's star Wars. So I'll stick with it. Uh, Dean did an episode (laughs) at least, right? What's that? Dean Gundy did at least one episode of that show. Oh, did he? Uh, I did not catch that. No. Um, I'll have to, Go back and look at that. that. I, I miss that. Um, I am I am not current on the Boba Fett. I'll get there. You know, it's um, there are only going to be six episodes, and you know they only re- release one every Wednesday. So I would almost suggest just waiting and and watching all of them, so you don't have yeah. to wait. Just a suggestion. I've already started. So uh, let's see. I also started watching uh, season two of The Witcher on. Netflix. Yeah, he's a whole um, thing. <laughs> that is a whole thing. Um, and then finally, if you have not seen the trailer for Studio 666, um, please go check that out. Um, if you don't know, this is a horror film made by my very, very, very close personal friends in my dreams, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, where <laughs> right they are <laughs> go to a haunted house to record a new album, and um, Dave Grohl gets possessed by a demon. How fucking cool is that? I'm so excited. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. So, uh, and that opens uh, February 25th in theaters. So, fingers awesome. crossed. I know, Caleb, I. I saw that come across. I'm like, oh, I know what Caleb's going to talk about this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just had an Eggers Meggie join us in the chat Eggers as well. Hello, Eggers. Welcome. Uh, so like Sandra, you said, Yellow Jackets, loving it. Yeah. Thank you for turning me on to that show. It has been a fantastic show and fun to uh, fun to watch with you and 
try and guess what the hell and where it's going every week. I know. So I make, you've got some very good I ideas. I make a lot of guesses <laughs> and a lot of theories, and I try to not like bombard Neil with my theories. It's okay, though. I like it. Um, Righteous Gemstone? Yes! <laughs> Season two started into that. That's been a really fun show as well, for sure. The best. Yes. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and then uh, that's about it as far as media goes that I've been doing. Um, I mean, as far as anything worth reporting, <laughs> the rest <laughs> has been whatever. Um, but I did want to reflect real quick back on something we spoke about a few months ago. Please. And that was the house, the Nightmare in Elm Street house. You guys remember we talked about how it was? Yes. Right? Well, unfortunately, we were outbid. <laughs> We were outbid by a little bit. Unfortunately, the sellers ended up going with 2.98 million. What? So we were only off by about 2.97999 million. Yeah. But yeah. that close. I mean, that close. What matters is that we tried. We tried. That's true. But I think I think we're gonna end up getting that house because we're just gonna harass the people that outbid us and just like be out there yeah. picketing with our little signs on their front lawn. I just really wanted to do that whole whatever that what's the the frat boy thing the you know bow, 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 no. <laughs> you know, thing from the house <laughs> so, <laughs> from YouTubing from our Nightmare on Elm Street house. <laughs> I love that you call it the frat boy thing. Like, yeah, I know. I don't want to do anything that frat boys do. Just just I, saying. I, <laughs> uh, we got a couple either. more people. Vanilla Ken is here, and Enoch. Hi, friends. Bob brother. Hello, Vanilla. Hello, Enoch. Neil is sick, Welcome. so we're at home. We're going to talk about deliverance. Now you're all caught up. That's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? You know, um, real quick, we take a moment. We should probably just say uh, our our respects, I guess, for whom we have lost the past couple weeks. We forgot to mention Betty White we on New Year's. We were upset to talk right. about Betty White's passing. We were. We were, we're just back ready soon. for it. For anybody who but, may have uh, forgotten... I am a Golden Girls super fan. Like, I've seen every episode a bajillion times. It's a complete comfort show. I'll watch it a bajillion times more. Obsessed. Um, it was sad, you know, tuning in and watching some episodes. We're like, oh my gosh, this is the first one since all of the girls have passed. Like, the first time watching That's it. Sad. Betty White was a total fucking badass. And one thing, like, we've talked about, a lot of people have talked about, you know, there's a lot of times where you say, like, oh, well, they were from that era. They were from a different time. And, like, she was never um, a racist, homophobic piece of garbage. So <laughs> it just kind of um, challenges a lot of that narrative. And she stayed so, like, current and so with things. Um, her so funny. So funny. I'm very sad. Yeah. She is my personal favorite yeah. Golden Girls. Well, Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah. I dressed up as her for Halloween. We did, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, my, friends, well, <laughs> my friends and I were the Golden Girls, and my nephew, who was one at the time, was Sophia because he was the shortest. <laughs> and he had a little wig and a little cardigan and a little purse. He loved the purse. Loved the purse. We kept calling him Ma. Excellent. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, also uh, Sydney Poitier and Bob Saget as well. Right, we lost so Sydney Poitier for sure. Poitier. Another huge loss for amazing. us. Amazing, yeah. amazing. If you're a film yeah. person, if you like movies, 
there's um, pretty much every movie Sidney Poitier did was great. I've yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is definitely my uh, favorite. My favorite. Yeah. I have a soft spot yeah. in my heart for um, Lilies of the Field. I liked that movie okay. when I was a kid. But I really, I like every, I like all of his movies. I mean, Heat of the Night, come on. Right. <laughs> Even yeah. To Serve with Love, yeah. I, which I love, except for the song, which is by Lulu. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> he's not responsible for Lulu's actions. I mean, you know. No sneakers you know i know a favorite of neil's and scott's you know and scott's now yeah um i always remember him from a movie that nobody probably ever heard of called little nikita with um mm. river phoenix no i never the first saw time that. The, the, the first time he worked with river phoenix yeah <laughs> because they were yeah. in sneakers together right. too but um anyway that's just one of those weird childhood things <laughs> He was amazing. He was yeah. a real movie star and a class <clears throat> act and yeah. never portrayed caricatures or stereotypes. And some, you know, he's reportedly saying sometimes he was the only black person on an entire set. Insanity. Yeah. That's yeah. Like yeah. a lot to carry on your shoulders. And um, he just, he just did it very gracefully. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He definitely, you know, opened quite a few doors for persons of color coming after him in the in the industry for sure agreed all right oh, well that's uh well yeah right so we, we all, all know bob, bob. <laughs> bob Saga. that seems to be universal man people loved him there yeah no question he was he was in a lot of people's homes yeah. <laughs> because of those two oh, shows yeah. so no question at all um and if you haven't seen the aristocrats, so go see his the joke, you know, the joke, the old famous joke. I definitely recommend that checking that out. That's a lot of so. people first learned about his his stand up yeah. and how it's very not full house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shocked the heck out of him for sure. So <laughs> hey, speaking of shocking the heck out of people, uh, real quick, we have this week and what the what? hell? <gasps> what? This what the week. Hell is this and what the hell? What the hell? What the hell is that, what Neil? The hell? <laughs> okay. So, Sandra, Scott, and Caleb, I'm sure you guys already know about this because you're so in touch with what's going on in the world. But you know me, I'm just sitting back in the corner crying all the time, so I don't necessarily see everything that's happening. But that's a lot. Um, okay. Let, let me re- <laughs> let me read this first little bit here, okay? And then we'll get I'll get into it more. But um. So, uh, a reality star who says that she made $200,000 from selling her farts and mason charts is pivoting to sell them as NFTs. Okay. So Stephanie Motto said she made $200,000 by selling her farts and mason jars. Um, after a hospital visit, doctors told her that the excessive windbreaking was taking toll in her body. She has since pivoted to selling the fart jars as NFTs. They sell for 0.05 Ethereum. So I don't understand half of that paragraph, and then I can't believe the other. That's a cryptocurrency. So, (laughs) you know, you got to be careful with that cryptocurrency. It's not good for the environment. I'm not a big fan of the crypto for that reason. Okay, that's good to know. But have you guys heard of this? Yes, I had. (laughs) Sure. Okay. I'm also not um, sure it works. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't want to know firsthand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, you mean what, just the like, physics behind why, putting a why would you jar? Want that? That's that's the crazy fucking thing. But <laughs> well, Caleb, 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 I can tell you that uh, a customer of hers who asked to only be referred to as John, uh, go yeah. figure, uh, told <laughs> told Insider why the product was so appealing Please. to him. The 43 year old financier, financier, who sure. said he spent. Sure. He said he spent $1,000 on two fart jars, explaining that it helped him feel a sense of closeness to Motto. So, uh, yeah, that's a little, that's, that, that's, that's a little creepy. That's a lot creepy. It is. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's something, but, um, it's just hysterical that she got so many orders over the holiday season, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that she had to start changing her diet to uh, three large servings of protein shakes and several bowls of black bean soup. To help meet the man. Oh, God, that could not have been good for her. <laughs> yeah. She ended up in the hospital. Yeah, pretty much. She had a bunch of chest pains because of gas built up, and they Jesus. basically said, you can't do that anymore because you're going to kill yourself yeah. from trying to fart. Oh, my so, God. It's not worth it, people. Anyway. Yeah, but well. I know she's... Uh, uh, you know, that leans very heavily into the category of influencer, and influencers are always doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> She, she works hard for the money. Eh, 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 eh. Put her life on the line. <laughs> she farts hard for the money. <laughs> but she put her life on the line. I don't know. I I just when I saw the story flash across the screen, I was just like, "What? Yeah. How is this really happening? Um, How has our world become to? And what the hell? It's Ethereum. What was it called? Yeah. What the? I don't this know. Is why the, Things this I don't is understand. Why the aliens are just eager to colonize our planet <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway is that all that's all that's it that's it i yeah. i give it to you <laughs> oh no wait um there is no there is no new uh uh subscriber or at least none that will recognize publicly Fair who enough. they are so yeah it's probably that guy who buys the fart I was jars, just going to say, it's probably, it's probably John. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, Sandra, take Oof. it away. Well, shoot. I mean, I guess it's time to talk deliverance, yeah? All right. I mean, I Heck guess yeah. Doing it. Let me just pull up my notes here real quick. I've got notes over like three different devices today. Um, That's fancy. Okay, hold on. Forgive me. Okay, 1972's Deliverance, directed by John Borman. Uh, the screenplay was by the same guy that wrote the book, James Dickey. More on that later. So these four city-dwelling friends, of course, John Voight, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and Ronnie Cox decide to get away from their jobs and their wives and their kids and their everyday doldrums and go live like real men out in the wilderness for a weekend um, canoe trip. Uh, turns out they don't really <laughs> have an idea of the route this river is going to take. And it leads to some unexpected places, including one of the most talked about scenes, mocked scenes, quoted scenes in like cinematic history where someone gets assaulted and um, some really 
uh, edge of your seat river canoeing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> some great, some great stunt work. Really great stunt work. Um, I don't know. It made me want to hop in a canoe. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, well, I do it, but you know, I'd have a plan first. I'd at least know where I'm around. going and what to expect. And you know, yeah, not this like, fuck it. I'll do it live attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and like they, um, they're not canoers per se these guys so that's you know also a choice to just kind of wing it on your your first go (laughs) and this is of course 1972 so nobody has like a helmet they did have life jackets though that's true and they They were you know pretty yes fans i wouldn't say that i am i mean i okay well in this let me just say like thank god he grew the mustache back I did not like that look. <laughs> yeah, I clean shaven, really. Um, uh, you know, I've honestly never watched any of the Smokey and the Bandits movies. Me neither. So, um, but, you know, the thing that I probably like him the most for is Boogie Nights. Truth be told. Uh, same. I, I don't have a, a lot of his canon that I have seen. So it's kind of funny because I just weirdly neutral on, on Mr. Reynolds. Um, Wasn't he on Evening Shades? Was he on that TV show, Evening Shades? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Michael B. Michael B. is, I think, a pretty big Burt Reynolds fan. So Michael probably would know. Michael, do you have a copy of the Playgirl, the infamous Playgirl? Uh, this says this says yes. He was in Evening Shade, I a, a TV show that started in 1990. Yes, I have vague okay. memories of watching some syndicated episodes of Evening Shade, and I was like, okay. my whole life, I'm like that was Burt Reynolds, but I I didn't have any cred to back that up. But um, that was for that's good. You did good. Good memory. But yeah, I'm just gonna okay. We're going to change headphones. Now we're not going to hear her a while. That's okay, though. So, no, we cannot. But that's okay, because what I'm going to say is that... How about um, now? We got you yes. Hey! Hey! So, Deliverance is one of the... Is a movie that actually I find quite scary. Yep. Because if there's anything I'm afraid of, and Caleb will back me up on this, I've said this before, is The South. Wow, that's that's a and hot take. You know, we have people in the South. We do have people in the South. <laughs> I understand, and I and I and I I am certainly. Uh, I'm going to be honest and say I have not been to the South a lot. So everything, a lot of stuff I know about it comes from the media and things that you see and all that kind the of. The media stuff. has made you afraid you know? of the South. Um, yeah, and well, partially there's also like news stories and. There's, you know, some things in the past that we know that have happened in the South. There's I can't a whole think combination of a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So my my views are like it's, you know, it's and, and then when you get into like the, the woods and those areas, it, to me, it's very scary. And I would not want to be in those woods. I would not want to be caught where I'm not supposed to be in the South, I guess. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to. I'm not at all being disrespectful. I'm saying it is all based on 
<laughs> you know, uh, in visions of the past plus whatever, again, media influences. That being said, I have been to Mississippi yeah. and I have been to like Florida, granted, it's Southern Florida, not like the panhandle. Florida where, man. You know, right. Hangs out. But um, but I did drive into Mississippi from Tennessee and I, I did see some things that are like what you see in oh, Deliverance. Shit. Certainly not the entire South, obviously. But anyway, yeah. so go ahead. Give me the ass. I'll take the yeah. ass. I'm just saying this is something that terrifies me and scares um, me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say I, I don't want to be anywhere where I get caught where I'm not supposed to be. So um, <laughs> fair. <laughs> south, south, or, south or otherwise. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am not afraid of the South. <laughs> um, okay. I'm obsessed with Louisiana. I'm not afraid of the South. I got I got family. Yeah, in the I mean, South. I, yeah, yeah. I've I've been to the very touristy places in the South. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Orlando. <laughs> I don't know. Does <laughs> Florida is like, count as the South? So, That's where my Golden Girls are from. The Panhandle, yes. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't really have a. I will say that an opinion one way or the other. I will say, and I think I even put this in my notes. As far as I can recollect, this is probably the movie that started that whole, like, kind of southern backwoods hillbillies gonna getcha thing. Like, you know, it's, you know, because it's, we've seen it replicated in other kind of horror movies since then. Yes, it definitely became a trope. And this is yeah. obviously this predates Texas Chainsaw. Um, mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. I would say that in the book, there's a lot more like, it's not so scary. Like the South isn't kind of put like that. Um, It's really interesting because whenever you have the writer of the book that adapts the screenplay, it's kind of like, okay, well, like this is like their vision, I guess. I mean, granted, 1972, I, I don't know how much control he really had or if there was producers that, you know, didn't let him have things or whatever. Needless to say, I, I like the book more than the movie, which is no, no, not a shock. Um, but because, you know, it's usually the case. But um, I feel like the movie actually does a bit of a disservice to the book. Okay. Personal opinion. We'll open that up as we well, go. I mean, you have you have a person born in English adapting a Southern writer's work. Um, and they, the two of them, um, um, Jesus, what's his, uh, John Borman mm-hmm. and, and the, and the writer James of the book and also Dickey. the screenplay. Um, they actually got into an altercation on set. Oh shit. And, really? Yeah. Um, and 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 Dickie's a big guy, and apparently he broke <laughs> Borman's nose <laughs> and busted some of his teeth too. That is the tea. Um, that is the tea. But apparently they kind of made up after, and and um, he eventually put him in the movie. He plays the sheriff at the end. Yes, yes, I did know that. Yeah. So. Um, and if you see him, he's he's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get you. He's gonna pop your nose, right? If he feels like <laughs> um, it. And apparently, he drank a lot too. Oh. And when he was inebriated, wasn't 
super pleasant to be around. <laughs> Jesus. Well, so many people are so pleasant to be around when they're drunk. Um, so yeah, as we kind of talk about it, I'll kind of share some, some opinions on not necessarily book versus movie, but kind of book versus movie. Um, I think that the casting of Burt Reynolds was a really good choice. I mean, I think in general, the casting's pretty solid in all of this. I'm not the biggest John Voight fan, but I get that he's supposed to kind of represent this everyman figure. Right. Um, Yeah. And so, so in the book, the character that, that Bert plays, um, what's his goddamn name? Lewis. 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 In the book, Lewis, um, is, is so much more over the top. In general, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that I think the movie pulled its punches where the book was a lot more like bam in your face so lewis in the book he's kind of this guy that we all know where they're like he's picking up these new hobbies and he's like oh no this is the best thing this is the best activity you're gonna love this we're all gonna get into this let's all like invest a lot of money let's all do this big thing like you know they kind of try to sweep you up in things and then he's also like he's always got a theory and he's always got like a lesson and he's always got like something to tell you and he has this charisma to him probably because of so much confidence and bravado he's a bodybuilder um he's a total doomsday prepper too in the book but um he's kind of an asshole like in the movie too but it's like these you know these men are just like drawn to him because they they want something about his masculine energy i guess um interesting and i think that they Uh, well i mean if the movie was pulling punches um like holy shit i really want to read this book now because i really did not like him (laughs) oh no you're definitely not supposed to like him like i i don't think you're supposed to like him but um i don't know it's just i i feel like they could have gone a lot further with that with how much pull and sway and charisma he had over people um i I don't think they went quite hard enough and like that whole thing with like he drives a lot of lines in the are actually verbatim from the book you know like he drives like a maniac and he's you know kind of he's saying stuff to these southerners in the town i mean they're southerners too these guys where it's kind of like you're being kind of rude, like, you know, you kind of step off a little bit, you know, we're in their, you know, we're in their backyard. Um, Yeah, I just, I I think that they could have gone a lot harder on Lewis. It's it's very important. It actually is a huge (laughs) dynamic in the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't That's like crazy. it because you can't tell him anything. You know, he never oh, no. listens to anything. He knows everything. You know, whether it's, you know, slow down or... <laughs> <laughs> For instance. <laughs> you know, he just belittles everyone. He's condescending. He manipulates, you know, all the situations. Yeah. Like, I just... He's just that type of person that you don't like. I will say he, he in the book, he didn't want to have Bobby's character with him because he didn't think Bobby was like fast or good enough at canoeing when they all kind of are not good at canoeing um but he doesn't call him fatty and I was like really like Mm. eh." (laughs) 
Didn't love yeah. that. Didn't love that for Ned Baby. Didn't love that for him in right. this film. Um, so the four, the four men, yes. uh, they, you guys would agree that basically John Voight's character, Ed and, and Lewis, they're the friends. And, and then Bobby and Drew or, you know, Ned Beatty and Ronnie Cox are friends of uh, John Voight. That's how they do it in the film, not in the book, okay. but in the film. Well, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the film. Yes. I had not read the book. Surprise. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm just, I'm just adding commentary of differences along yeah. the way. Okay. okay. All right. Gotcha. So, um, but the, um, it's, I get the feeling, I guess, maybe in the book might clarify that it seems like Burt Reynolds and John Voight are fairly old friends. They're besties. Probably go back a long way, but yet Burt Reynolds doesn't particularly like either John Voight's life choices or more uh, possibly is, is a little jealous of his life, being married, having a child, that kind of thing. Kind of the vibes mm, I get. I don't think he's jealous. <laughs> I, I think I think he pities John Voight. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I I I totally I'm I'm picking up on what you're saying, Neil. That like there's like sometimes when people are so overly critical like that, you're like, are you jealous? Like, what the fuck is mm. you know your problem? Um, again, I'm sorry. Take a drink every time I say in the book. Like I said, I'm just, I'm spicing this up here. In the book, Lewis is married. Lewis has kids. But his whole mm. thing, like with the doomsday prepper thing, is he's like, he's got like a bunker. Like he's got the whole thing. Because he's, as he says in the movie, society's going to fail. Machines are going to fail. So like he kind of thinks of himself as this like super alpha. So I think in his opinion, unless you're kind of like, trying to be a super alpha like he is he probably he he does judge he's kind of judging them okay hmm. well i can see i don't know i can see lewis being the kind of like that guy that just like you know i don't know he's just the what he's like that that old he's he's the player he's the all you know always the one with the girlfriends and whatever but ultimately he just wants to be with someone and feel loved kind of thing that's my impression yeah of him. Yeah, but no, he's um in the movie. he's a complicated character <laughs> and I do like complicated characters and things. Oh, also like allow me to say too, um there's a lot that I enjoy about the book and I do find it to be an enjoying read. Um it's it's racist and sexist as hell. <laughs> like not like crazy over the top, but um you know enough that you're like oh, oh. Because it's a lot about like this, this masculine call, you know, like this masculine like call to action, and it's <laughs> okay. um, so that's like what Lewis represents, right? He's like the I'm the man now, dog, as Sean Connery would say, <laughs> um, and what kind of like not to jump too far ahead, but then he gets injured. And then uh, Ed has to step up and be right. the hero and be the leader and be this, you know, ultra male. And it's um, it's that's not his thing. Like he's kind of developed a little bit of a sense of end way with life. Like he's kind of he's an ad man, like for a company that he owns. And like he's just it's very interesting to learn about how they made 
magazine advertisements. I, they talk about that in the book because it was different. They didn't have computers in every room. I digress. Um, and so then he has to kind of take the torch and and save the day. And I don't think John Voight does a super good job of it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Because, like, in the... I don't think he does either. <laughs> yeah. In the book, Ed becomes basically, like, he kind of snaps in a weird... In, like, in this way, and he's kind of like, listen, listen to me, goddammit. Listen to me. And like, he's grabbing them or shaking them, and, like, you know, he concocts all the plans and all these elaborate things that they're going to do and the story to tell the cops and all of that. Like, once Lewis becomes injured, he, like, comes, like, I don't know, roaring into life as this masculine overlord and it's it makes him really so he doesn't yeah. have to like rise to the occasion like he does in the movie he does kind of but he's like so much of the book is not even dialogue a lot of it is ed's inner monologue for the book mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just kind of like him grappling with like these situations he finds himself in and then this need to kind of like save the day but he finds within himself this like confidence um the book is intense that's the best way i can put it the book is like intense cranked to 11 and i feel like the movie wants to be intense maybe it was intense for 1972 i think that i think that's probably the case and it's hard watching it watching it for the very first time this first uh, time tonight two night, two, yeah this is my very first time i'd never seen it before okay. knew all the stuff knew all about the the dueling banjos knew all about the you know squeal like a pig but you know which we haven't gotten to yet uh-huh. um i knew all of that stuff you know um but I, you know i i would not say that i like this movie you know i would not i recognize that there are some things in it that have definitely influenced film specifically horror film um but i i don't know that i would ever watch this movie again to be honest yeah with you. i i i just said the same thing to producer scott i was like i've seen it once i do want you know excuse me we're gonna watch it for the show i don't know that i'll ever watch it again after yeah. this review so you you might as well watch it now <laughs> with me or you'll be watching it alone sometime um i have to say too the movie starts out on a weird note with the the construction and we're just like mm-hmm. watching like yep. earth movers <laughs> stuff. Right. and like you've both had small children and i babysat a lot and if you ever had a kid that was super into like construction things i felt like i was watching one of those kids videos where it's like, oh, here comes the backhoe. Oh, here's the tractor. <laughs> and um, and then you just have Burt Reynolds' monologue over it. Yeah, giving this voiceover about what they're doing and what what you know why they have to go do this now. Yeah. Um, how they're going to dam up the river and it's it's yeah it's it's very odd. It's an interesting interesting choice. <laughs> it's a bizarre choice. It's very bizarre. Well, if I, I'll cut in for a second and just say, <laughs> I, I think I'm a little bit different than you guys because I actually like this film. I don't know that I have to watch it a bunch of times over and over, but okay. I probably have seen it three or four times, perhaps. 
Um, I find it to be fairly intense in certain scenes, even though you know what's coming on, what's coming. You know, um, watching it this time, I got more of a. I was like, "Wow, Burt Reynolds is like an eco warrior, man. He's just like all upset that they're going to flood flood this mighty river and turn it into just a big stagnant lake." And you know, I mean, it's like I don't know. You know, to me, they're opening the film by telling you what's going to happen just during the opening credits. Yeah. Basically, it's like you know, here's the monologue, right. here's what's going on. You know, so we can actually get to the action kind of thing. But uh, you know. Oh, I didn't have a problem with it, hmm. quite honestly, with the way it opens. Well, you um, know, one thing we didn't say but, is, that, is that John Borman also directed Zardoz. So that's right. Maybe, maybe you maybe you can Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I don't think so. I don't know that you guys are capable of Zardozing. We're I think too, you're, I we're think too you strong are, of will. You guys are like, you're too resolute. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> but um, I do. Just that that dueling banjo scene. Oh. I mean, I think it's incredible. I think it is an incredible okay. scene. Yeah, and I mean, yes. I I just love how it unfolds. I love Ronnie Cox and how excited he is to to have this you know this kid yeah. to play with and the boy himself. Um, I, I don't know that the scene is just so interesting and 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 eerie kind of at the same time. I don't know. I just I I think it's um, a great. I scene. actually have that in my notes too. It's um it's definitely my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I said it worms its way into my heart. Um, I love that song. I think it's great. I love, yeah, I love the whole way it unfolds. I think it's brilliant. Um, speaking of that kid too, when he's standing there on the bridge, you know, that's another iconic thing that we would see again in other movies, kind of that like, don't yeah. go down that that road. <laughs> right. And that's that's the thing. Like it introduces so many things that become tropes yeah. later on. Like, you know, the locals are all saying, like, why do you want to go down there? Don't go down you there. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and that's that's the whole thing. There's literally yeah, the man the at the gas station saying <laughs> right. no. Listen to the old guy in the gas station yeah. that says don't go. <laughs> when uh when yeah, Sandra I think and I that, were watching uh, yeah. it and the dueling banjos came on. Uh, after it was over, I looked over at Sandra and I said, cue credits, movie's over. <laughs> He's like, that was a good movie. I liked it. I know. Yeah. It's like sad that, that you get that so early on that it doesn't come, you know. And again, this is the first time I've seen that movie. Now, I've seen clips of that movie, uh, clips of that scene before. But I had no idea that it takes place like so early, ten minutes in, yeah. five minutes in, whatever it is. That and uh, no idea. Yeah, and yep. we'll talk about it. But the um, the assault too that happens really right. early on. Um, oh, I guess if you didn't know, content warning: sexual assault in this film. I think everybody yeah. <laughs> knows that because it's become so so talked about. But um, one one note on the Burt Reynolds thing. So. I would say he's outdoorsy. I would not say he's an eco warrior. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> um, and that's something I I love about the book is because I love stories of survival, like survival, especially out in nature. And this has, I mean, that's a whole thing in this book is, you know, man against self and man against nature. And um, yeah, and that's part of what really appeals to me about the book. And I do understand too, with so much of the story being inner monologue and his thoughts that's going to be really hard to translate to film and it would take a very very talented screenwriter and and director to you know 
translate to, to translate that. that. Um, yeah. Well, that's what the two of them fought about, though, was that you know Borman had changed his you know his story, right. um, and so it led to. Fisticuffs. I was going to say fisticuffs. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Deliverance is a musical. <laughs> yes, hardcore. Um, okay. I mean, let's just let's get it out there. The men get the on men the river. Get on the river. Uh, men get off wait, the wait, river. Wait. Before they do that, <laughs> he fills up his gas tank, and it's four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Okay. That is like not even how much a gallon costs where we live. I know. I, I need those gas prices. We need that right back. Um, <laughs> also, like the whole thing that they're just going to have some guys drive their cars to another town. <laughs> and I mean, okay, I wouldn't. Mm, I wouldn't just give my keys to anybody. And yeah, but and he's not nice to them about it. And you're going to trust them? No, with your car exactly. Keys? Like. Are you kidding me? That's the type of asshole Lewis is, is that he's just like, yeah, let me find. Um, So they get on the river and they start to face some rapids, but it's not like it's bad. Like they think they're going to tip over a few times, but it's still like it's exhilarating enough that they're like, oh, we got this. And they're like excited to keep going. Um, Little do they know. What is what is to come? <laughs> um, they uh, <laughs> get on the river. They get their little parties get separated. Um, Ed and Bobby, they're in a canoe. They get out into the woods. They run afoul of some locals, <laughs> some local color. <laughs> um, yeah, that scene. That is hard to watch. That is so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. It's <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, the squeal like pig lines. A lot of that dialogue is not in the book. Um, I think it is a really bizarre choice that they added it because I don't think they needed it personally. I think they were trying to make it more shocking. Uh, or something. I'm not sure why they added it because the guys do say a couple of lines of abuse to them. But what makes it really scary to me is they actually don't talk that much. Like, and that's way in, in, in the, the book. book. You mean? Yeah, and that's way scarier. Okay. But right. that scene so, which plays out like that without all the dialogue. Okay, so that line. Um, Bunch of different stories. Ned Beatty says that he came up with it. Um, other people say someone else did, but uh, they were filming two versions, one for theatrical release and then one for when eventually it was licensed to television. Really? And um, the much more explicit line was cut because John Borman felt that the squeal like a piggy uh, was just a lot more creepy. Um, And that's, you know, obviously the the line that they were going to use for television, but um, it, you know, kind of became the line of that entire, that, that movie, that, that movie, that the movie is known for now. Um, Yeah. 
Uh, super gross. <laughs> super gross. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, regardless, uh, it's still fucked up. But. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a horrifying scene. I think it's meant to be. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. To say they add something that's not needed, but yet, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's already going to be horrifying. When you're. Yeah, yeah. When, I don't know when you're already in there and, and as graphic as it is, and and how long it goes on yeah. for, and you know just the the abuse that Ned Beatty goes through. I mean, whatever. It's just I don't know. It's <laughs> you don't it's, need you know, it. You're not going to win no matter. Yeah, what. yeah. There's no there's no winning, and I do think it's important to the story, um, you know, that this happens because then it sets up one of the other big arcing themes, which is um, this huge moral dilemma. Um, which I love. God, I love moral dilemmas in books and movies <laughs> and TV shows. I love it. I love it so much. Um, you know, they don't feel like they can get a fair trial if they go to the police. Well, you know, most of them feel that way. Uh, one of us is Drew is willing to take the chances. Um, well, I. I <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of died laughing when when they said, like, does anyone know what the law and and she was like, I was on a jury once. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, like my extent. Yeah. <laughs> so no. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, they they didn't have procedural, you know, dramas at that point. Yeah, they didn't so there wasn't there was law. no law and order. You know? They didn't know how law and order works. Right. Okay. Right. Like they didn't know. But so they don't think they can get a fair trial because they think we're gonna have to come back here and this is you know all of these people are related and inbred and you know they're going to be on our jury um yeah and lewis is really the one kind of spearheading you know it's like lewis v drew of of what we should do with the body um and that scene too i i actually think it's a really well filmed scene i love that the body is there in the shot and mm-hmm. it's grotesque. The whole time, yeah. yeah. It's grotesque because that's kind of a thing in the in the book as well. Is like it's not like TV, you know, where it's like, oh, it's the body and it's fine. It's like it's gross. It's like it's visceral and it's right there and it's in your face. And they did the right thing, justifiable homicide, killing that asshole. But yeah. you know, <laughs> now what do you do <laughs> with a whole dead person? <laughs> And yeah. it's a yeah. but the body is also like leaned up against like a branch. It's in a very awkward position. Yes, and it's obviously it's obviously the actor. You know, it's not like a a prop or anything. So yeah. I'm just kind of watching that, going like, this is kind of amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want it to be amazing, but it kind of is. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really <laughs> well this, shot that, that this actor just sat there yeah. and did that for that long, probably take after take. It, it definitely makes the whole scene feel a lot, ur- a lot more urgent because it's like we have mm-hmm. to, we have to deal with this because it's not going to just get up and walk away. That is true. Yeah, that is true. What what I liked is when they finally do make a decision um, to bury the body. That burying scene is, I don't know. There was just something about it that like made me feel something, you know, because there's no music. Yes. Um, I think Drew is like digging like super frantically because yeah. you know yeah. he 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 wants to do what he's kind of been taught, which is go to the law and 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 you yeah, know, do the right thing. You know, he doesn't want to do this thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, but that scene was just so 
just so powerful. Yeah, know? I think that was a smart way to do that. In the book, they have a shovel. <laughs> but it certainly makes for... And that's the other yeah. thing. By hand, it just makes it more, you know, just digging in there with their fingernails Yeah, it's and visceral. And, uh, producer Scott yeah. did laugh. He's like, so they've dug a three-foot hole. It does look a bit... Well, that was the other <laughs> thing. It's like, like that body is definitely not staying there. Uh, and, no. An, an animal will will have it out by the end of the night. I have it out in 15 minutes. <laughs> or, 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 just, or just later that day. Yeah. <laughs> but... You just need it to be sitting there long enough until they flood it. That was the whole point. Just hide it until the place gets flooded. So yeah, it wasn't was was, wasn't staying in that. Yeah. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree. I think we could have gone just a tad deeper with the digging. Well, remember, it's not easy to dig a hole. All the movies that show you holes being dug like that easily. It's not easy. Are you with your hands? So three feet is a lot with your hands. Oh my God, we should miss. Mythbust that like we're gonna do a whole Mythbust episode where we, we should the the salad dressing and we'll see how long it takes us to dig <laughs> a hole with our hands. I mean, it depends where you're digging, but That's like true. in my backyard, my my soil is so rot with roots and everything, yeah. you can get maybe an inch. Yeah. You're no, done. this this so. that soil in the movie was pretty moist because there it's was pretty moist. Pretty moist. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that just that burying burying the body scene kind of did something to me. It was so. good. Scene. No, it was a good scene. Yeah. It was. Yeah. You're right. That whole that yep. whole chunk of the movie right there is really good. Um, well, they eventually get back on the water, and that's when shit really <laughs> <laughs> again takes a turn <laughs> because they hit some some rapids. I have in my notes chaotic banjo music. Like there's like this really. <laughs> chaotic banjo riff when they go over and well first just... drew goes over right yeah well he like falls yeah yeah and you're like wait what yeah <laughs> and that's kind of where i got confused because i wasn't really sure what was going on <laughs> I, I i don't think they did a super good job of illustrating what they were trying to show there um in the book take your train <laughs> um they, for a long time, can't, like, they don't know if he was shot or if he was hit by a rock or what happened. So it's kind of like, you know, then they're going to be pursuing this guy. And it's like, well, wait, did he actually, like, do it, though? And then they actually, when they find Drew's body, they, like, look at the wound and it's still hard to tell if it was a right. bullet or a rock or what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they well, find him, then I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, yeah, but Lewis is convinced it's a it's a bullet. Well, he's yeah, he's yelling it before they yeah. even find the body. You know, yeah, he was shot. He was shot. I Go mean, get the him. guy, you know, the guy is up there, so it probably was a bullet. Is you know what I think? Okay, but okay. I, I mean, he could have just uh, fainted. Also, like the adrenaline from that very scene. Yeah, that's yeah. That, yeah, that's what and I'm then, saying. Oof. Like I'm not, you know, and he's already acting very manic. Yeah, and, he's panicked. And, and, yeah, you know, John Voight's telling him to put his life jacket on. Put your life jacket on, Drew. Put your life jacket right. on, and he just kind of yes. like turns around and looks back at him, and then just, and it's kind of like he just kind of looks up and just sort of goes over. Or yeah, did he decide to jump over? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, there's. It's some ambiguity, but I, I just don't think they super well illustrated that. I don't know. They kind of left it a little more muddier 
in the right. movie than I, than I would have liked. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely ambiguous. Like, I don't know. I took it to be that he just, yeah, I, I think he fainted essentially because, like you said, when they found the body, there was nothing on him that looked like a blow. Yeah. There was one thing they said. I think that was a rock. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or he, yeah. He that, that, that could be a rock. By the way, when they find him and his arms all like tweaked up like Oh, that, the contorted body. That's Shit. actually that's actually him. He's 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 yeah. double jointed. Damn, he looks awful in that scene. Yeah. He's green. And 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 he suggested it too. Like he's all yeah. hey, oh, look yeah. what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's so effective. So they used it. That, it was kind of cool. Again, like, yeah. you know, no props, no dummies, no, you know, like just I love the, act, the actors doing what they do. Yeah, I I love the right. way the body looks. It's it's horrific. It's grotesque. Um it is. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this dude who was about to sexually assault you is up there with a gun. Let's go get him. Like, I don't care if it was a rock. I don't care if Drew had a, a stroke. We gotta stop this motherfucker. <laughs> right? I mean, we gotta get him. He can't just, like, go yep. free. Um, no, it's not okay. No, we need backwards justice. <laughs> vengeance will be Sandra's. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We all love vengeance in this house. As I always say, we're Old Testament bitches at the cult show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so I'll put a goddamn plague on your house. <laughs> so yeah, that happens with Lewis. You know, he get, he busts his leg. Oh, Lewis, you're not all that. Okay, okay, okay. The leg. Was there not a lot of meat hanging off of that wound <laughs> to have it be a, to be a compound fracture? <laughs> fracture. It was like it was like chicken skin, like hanging. It was off. a whole rotisserie Neil, Neil, like, yeah. That was a lamb bone. Yeah. <laughs> lamb bone. Okay. I'm going with rotisserie but chicken. It had, like, meat. There was like so was there was some there was some lamb meat hanging off the. <laughs> the other was. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, it looked it looked gross, which was effective too. Well, <laughs> well, you just pivoted. Hey, Gory Pitt, Gory, Gory Pitt. <laughs> hey, Gory Pitt, Gory, Gory Pitt. Just join us. I bit. Um, so, a part of the book I really like is that when Lewis is hurt and he he passes the torch to Ed, and Ed's got to formulate the plan. He spends like half the night climbing the rock face <laughs> and it's incredibly yes. intense in the, in the book. It's incredibly intense. And he's thinking about his family and he's thinking about life and he's thinking about all these big questions. Again, you're not going to be able to necessarily translate that well, but it's really effective. Right. And then he spends the rest of the night in a fucking tree waiting for the guy. Waiting. And again, okay. thinking, ruminating over life and, and all of this. And it's, um, it's, it's great stuff in the book. It's great stuff in the book. In the movie, it's kind of like you just kind of scuttles up like a lizard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but even I was like, all night? Wow. Okay. It's, hu <laughs> so, it's hugely I mean, tall. I, you know, I, yeah. I did get that, that this was taking a, a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I guess my question was like, did Lewis and Bobby just like stay in that water all night? Cause yeah. that's, 
probably not very good for them. <laughs> uh, well, they're like on the shore. There's like a okay. tiny little shelf of shore in the book. In this, I think that they're basically just moist in the water because the when whole he comes time. back down again, they're still yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. It it just like in the book, he tells them like you know wait until you know, this point of the morning or whatever before you, like, leave me. But if you don't see me, then he got me, you know, type of thing. And they, and Bobby doesn't wait for him like he's supposed to. And he starts to take off and Ed has to pursue them. And he's like, hey, Bobby, the fuck? (laughs) Like, you were just (laughs) going? And he, and Bobby's like, oh my God, I had a terrible night. I had a terrible night with Lewis, kind of like he does in the movie. But it's like, I don't know, Bobby. <laughs> I think I think Ed had a worse night tonight. <laughs> you did have a really bad day, though. So fair, okay. yeah. Okay. Heard about fair yeah. play. Um, so so yeah. Ed gets up there. Yeah, Ed. He 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 gets someone. <laughs> he gets the guy. That's the guy because he's where he the guy put in his little bridge piece, but that's okay. why. So, so, again, I was yeah. very unclear on whether it was or wasn't. I fair, I, fair enough. I honest, yeah, honestly, had no idea. Yeah, you know, I was like, "All right, this movie is like really taking a turn. It is, it is not at all what I thought it was." Right. Yeah. Um, when he's up there waiting, too, it's very intense because by the time he gets to the top, he has two arrows left, and one of them is broken. Oh, okay. So, and that's the one okay. he ends up falling on and impaling himself with. But it makes the scene in in the novel even more intense because it's like, oh my god, he's only going to get like one shot at this. Like, you can't fuck it up. And he is a bowman, like he's an experienced archer, but that scene th- th- with the deer, that's in the book too, because I'm, um, I'm not a hunter. Obviously, I'm a vegetarian. I don't endorse hunting. But, um, you know, that is, I know that's like a whole thing with archery and, and with bow hunting is your breath and your control. And there's like that psychological thing that happens to you if you like lose focus. And they talk about that in the movie. So that's a good callback that, you know, Ed has to, has to do this thing that he, he chokes on. Okay. Yeah. Cause right. you only get one. Right. He's only got one arrow. <laughs> And the guy has you only a, get one shot. That guy has a do not gun. miss your chance to blow. Yeah, <laughs> and that guy has a firearm. Um, he also. But Ed comes through. Ed comes oh, through in the really end. He does. And again, one of the intense <laughs> things I love in this in the story is um, it takes a long time for the guy to die, and so oh, Ed's okay. kind of left with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and he knows he can't leave him. Got to see um, this through. I, I forgot uh, before Ed climbs the mountain when Lewis grabs him and says, "Now you get to play the game." <laughs> that was a nice little passing of the torch moment. <laughs> I could have done without that line and the delivery, but um, there's oh also in the scenes where they're going down the river when they've capsized those are really great and intense in the book because it takes a long time it's like well and then for them it feels like an eternity i'm just trying to like (laughs) you know lift their heads and to not get more injured as they're free falling down a river um there's the part 
I think this is when the crooked the sticking to the bow is still here. Oh, this is like okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna everybody. Just a little little reading moment for you. A little passage. I love this. So this is after Ed is hurt. You have to say from the from the book, from though, the so book. we can take a drink. Okay. From the book. I put my head down and was gone. Where? I went comfortably into the distance, and I had a dim image in my head of myself turning around, disappearing into the mist, waving goodbye. Nothing. It's like it's like that good. It's chilling. I love that. Deliverance movie. I wanted you to be like that. I wanted you to be like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't everything you wanted it to be. (laughs) I was just reliving in high school when I was like, wait a minute. This is, (laughs) this isn't. (laughs) And it hasn't changed in all these years when I wanted it to change. It didn't change. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So, Hey, why do you think, why did they decide to sink uh, Drew instead of just letting him, Either taking him back and saying we had an accident because they're not sure if you it's because the they're not sure if it's a gunshot and if it is a gunshot that's too many questions. Yeah, but it's like I mean they don't. I don't know. It seems it's almost to me it's like I don't know. It's just so much worse like hiding it and trying to don't go up river. We're going to say it happened right. here because they want to look up river any further. Well, and that's what they're afraid know. is there'll be of... an examination and autopsy, and they'll be like, "Oh, this man was shot. Why was he shot? Who had a gun?" You know, like we don't know. There's people up in the hills, see, and then that's going to open up the whole thing. That's going to because, and especially because right. they know everybody in this area knows each other. But Sandra, the hills have eyes. <laughs> there's people up in the there's, hills. There's the hills have eyes. Pluto and all those <laughs> guys are up there. Yeah, Pluto's there shooting. Yeah, exactly. That they do it to cover, you know, because just just to avoid, you know, anybody. You know, and it's actually yeah. turns out. That was the right thing to do because there are people missing, as it turns out. The uh, deputy's sister, his, his brother, in-law. Yeah. Brother-in-law? Yeah. yeah and something. um, his, his brunkle. Yeah, and in, the, it, in so. the movie, too. But see, that yeah. again, that's what, made, again, made me wonder, was that one of the rapists or, what, you know, or was it? It definitely was. Uh, yeah. I think I think I recognized yeah. him right away. I did not. I thought it was, oh, there yeah. he is. He got because there's there. a moment where he thinks he did it because the teeth are wrong, but he pops down mm-hmm. that bridge and it's it's him. So he okay. yeah. yeah. So at All least right. he can like he can kind of rest assured that at least he got the right guy. He killed somebody, but he got the right guy. Um okay. in the book to in the book, um the deputies, yeah, they're like that one Peter especially is like, he just has that. He has his eyes on them. He's like, no, you guys did something. I don't trust you. And the sheriff is actually doesn't really think they did anything. And he thinks that the deputy's being paranoid. The deputy like won't let it go. And that's another thing I like is when it kind of turns into this almost like crime procedural, which is a really cool element. I don't think anybody sees coming in the book or the movie that it comes to this. Yeah. Um, and of course, in the yeah, there's this whole third yeah. act that yeah. I, I was not expecting at all. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you get rid of your star, you know, Burt Reynolds. He's like just basically gone <laughs> from the picture. Yeah, uh, and then it, like you said, it just becomes this. It's a totally different movie. Yeah, almost. and it's um, it, it should raise the stakes intensity wise because now they've got to keep their story straight. Um, 
in the book, uh, Ed is like he drills the story because remember now he's like badass dude. He, so, he's 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 the guy now. Yeah, yeah. And like he makes them Lewis and Bobby recite the story front to back, upwards, downwards, every possible way. He's like, listen, goddamn you, we can't fuck this up. Like there's no like waffling or like you know like how Bobby messes. It's like no, like he drilled it into these into these guys. Also. Like, I thought it was kind of funny that in the movie they were like, yeah, he's probably going to lose that leg about Lewis. I think they did that because right. the magnificent Bird Reynolds could not be sidelined by a fracture. Because in the book, it's really funny. They're like, Lewis, he's fine. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's in a lot of pain, and, but he's going to be able to drive himself out of there. It was just a really oh. weird choice that hmm. they're like, no, how could Burt Reynolds not be the hero anymore? Ah, he's going to lose the leg. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You guys are just being mean to this movie. No, I'm, <laughs> You're not. I'm not being mean to it. I just think it's it was an interesting choice that they had to make it. Now the leg must be amputated. Make it worse. Just to to save face for Burt Reynolds. No, but see, that, uh, that's funny that you say that. Because I thought I had read in the book he does lose the leg. No. It's broken. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, they leave his car there. They're like, he's like, I'll be leaving this hospital in a few days. I'll see I'll see you there. Okay. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Until Bobby says, hey, I don't think I'm going to see you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't either. They drift apart. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, and as, Lewis as, as, stay as one would in that situation. He and Lewis stay besties, though. Caleb, you you would you would leave me if that happened? You would just like go away and say no, never mind. No, in their situation, not our situation. Okay. <laughs> oh, Neil, Got I it. will always help you carry the body and come back for bury the body and come back for more. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. You're very welcome. That's all. That's all I want. I just want. I always I just want someone to bury the bodies with me. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm going to help you eat the body. <laughs> no, you okay, good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, oh, so, so, all right. Producer Scott, producer Scott wants everybody to know, and this is hilarious because of the Zardoz connection. He thinks okay. shaved Burt Reynolds look like Sean Connery. Do you see it? Interesting. Mm, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I guess. Kind of. <laughs> Once he said it, I was like, "I just don't like it. <laughs> I just don't want to so be a I, part so of it." I, so I had read, I, I think, had read something that Burt Rentals, Rentals, Reynolds was. <laughs> That's the name of my new leasing company I'm starting. <laughs> yes, Burt yes. Rentals. Burt Rentals. TM, 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 TM. I had read that he was up for the Michael Corleone part in The Godfather because he looked like Marlon Brando. He did when he was young, yeah. And I'm just like, kind of going like, yeah, no, that's not going to work ever. He actually... <laughs> he can't be in that movie. He looked like Brando a lot when he was young. There's actually an episode of The Twilight Zone that has really young Burt Reynolds in it where he's playing a character that's like young Marlon Brando. Okay. Yeah, like on the waterfront era. Mm, but but Sean Connery though. Yeah, mm, we're gonna have to do like a side by side. Let's put them both in the Zardoz <laughs> outfit. Yeah. 
How about just Burt Rentals and his little black vest, you know, unzipped, you know, to to hear yeah. showing off his. Could you have his, a tighter fitting life fluff. jacket? Yeah, <laughs> his was like a tailored life preserver. Everybody else looked puffy, not him. But even before the great. light, I thought Burt like a... he had like this sort of like wetsuit vest thing that he, you know, that he was wearing. That was. <laughs> He looked like a superhero. <laughs> he did look a little superheroish. So, in conclusion, I do not hate this movie. I just, um, I, I just, um, the book is better. The book is better. The book is more intense. It's a lot more raw. It's a lot more of a gut punch, and um, and it kind of bums me out because I'm like, that's a fun, thrilling book to read again. And the movie, it just doesn't compare. Okay. Huh. Well, I would say one of the lasting um, effects of this movie was that Governor Jimmy Carter at the time, um, after this movie established the State Film Commission uh, to to encourage film and TV being filmed in Georgia. Uh, yes, and to this day, like I want to say, like a lot of the event, you know, Disney films there with a lot of the the the. Um, Avengers movies and Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead. Tyler Perry built his whole studio down there. Um, so, all these years later, they're still filming in Georgia. Oh yeah, Georgia's huge. <laughs> yeah, huge. yeah, to film. I don't know anymore. Tax incentive. I don't know anymore with the COVID stuff. I might have changed things, but anyway, at least for a long time, it was. Maybe, maybe yeah. George will. I, I be think it's still, it's, it's I, all about the, I bet it still it's is. All the tax I bet it still is. Yep. Hey. Yes. You want to play a game? Totally want to play a game. Yeah, I do. Is it burying oh, the body? Is it burying the body with you, Neil? And in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, Caleb hated the movie. <laughs> uh, in conclusion, I'm. You know, again, I'm torn, you know, because and we didn't even talk about like the the dream sequence at the end, which has been like done so many times in horror films now. Yeah, it's another you know, I mean, it's this, another trope. this movie, this movie was a huge influence on on horror films. Let's, a let's lot of tropes. A lot of tropes I, came I, out of it. I give it props for that, if nothing else. And, right. and dueling back. <laughs> yeah, I can see I can see, uh, can see Sean. Sean. I can see Sean Connery. In the who, I mean, I can totally, t- I can totally tell who's who. Skin. Who wore it better? <laughs> so the one, the the one in color looks like Scott. <laughs> That's Scott. His last. Oh my god! Trip. It's producer Scott. Everybody. I have a actually. Now that you mention it, my headshot when I was sixteen is frighteningly similar to that picture of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Wow. I love it. I think that Scott is actually Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery, and he just wanted to live a quiet life. Faked his death. It's true. He did think Sean Connery, or yeah, you had that whole Sean Connery's dad fantasy, dad. right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes it sound really sexual when you say he had a dad fantasy. That was not sexual in any way whatsoever. I love it. Let's play Scream cool. Game. Rich Let's try. Let's play a game All right. in honor of the new release of Yay! Scream. 
go see yeah. it in theaters. We're gonna play a I will be. game. Alrighty then. Yeah, this is definitely this is gonna be a lot of Sandra on this one, I think, because I I know a little bit about the first movie, and that's about it. Right, can you all okay. see my screen? I love this franchise. Yes. Yeah, we see it. Or be at least eighteen years and, of age. No. Maybe. No. Yes. We're gonna say yes. Let's enter. And uh, so you're gonna have to tell me where to look and where to click. Hey, it's Sydney. Hey, Meet it's Sydney. <laughs> oh, you read it. So choose your response. I think I'm here, or what is this place? I think I'm here. Bloop. I love Ghostface in the window. He is. We're looking around the house. Is that the house from the first the movie? Okay. Nice house. We should enter the house. Let's enter. Uh, okay, there we go. Let's go. Where are you? I don't see you. Is Ghostface in the house? This place is creepy. What room are you in? <laughs> Why would you ask if Ghostface is in the house? Yeah. Let's go with this place is creepy. What room are you in? Where are we I going? I like horror movies. Are you ready? <gasps> yes. Ooh, it's fun! I, I am so ready. Where are you? You're starting Sky, to scare to read. me. Or what whoever this is, you better not have done anything with my friend, Sydney. Oh, definitely the Sydney one. We're backing up our friends in this house. Just better not be Matthew Lillard. Lillard. I wanna... <laughs> oh my god, I want to rip off my face and I'm Matthew Lillard. <laughs> How cute. Still looking for your friends. Would you like to play a game? Yes, bring the trivia, or no, yeah, I just want bring, to look around. Yeah, obviously. You know, Please, that's why we're trivia. here. Let's play the game. Bring on the trivia. If you answer correctly, you survive. If you don't, you die. It's very simple. Did we all get that? That's pretty yeah, simple. Yeah, I love right. it. Yes. Oh, we're timed. Where are we going? Upstairs, dining room. I think it's a... I think that's the choices. Uh, dining room. In Scream 3, what's the name of Colton Weary's iconic talk show? The Cotton Club? 100% Cotton? Cotton Corral? 100% Live with Cotton Weary? I think it's 100% Cotton. Correct. Now it's time for the bonus round. Oh my god, it's Ghostface! Oh, there's Jim Gale Weathers' first book, wrongly accused: The Woodsboro Murders, College Terror. Wrongly accused. Wrongly accused. Yeah. Correct. Nice. First time for the bonus round. You said that good space. Already. We were already in the. Let's go, Lillard. Get it straight. (laughs) Now we're in the dining room again. Who gets stabbed to death to a roar of applause in front of a packed theater in Scream 2? Phil Stevens? Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett. Yeah, but that's we're waiting for the name well, here. Maureen Evans, CeCe Cooper. Uh, it's Maureen. It's Maureen. Yeah. Tech Maureen. Yeah. She goes up there and it's like so dramatic. Really good. Let's keep going. I remember that. Let's. This is hard without motion controls on the phone. Where to next? Okay, back to the front No, you're entrance. doing great. Yeah. I think we have to go up the stairs now, is my guess. In the first scream, yeah. what movie do they watch at Stu Macker's house? Nightmare on Elm Street? Halloween. Evil- Halloween? Okay. Halloween. 
He's like, Jamie, no, Jamie. Very good. (laughs) Now for the real question. Very good. I love this. Who do you think I am? You could be anybody or I don't know. (laughs) You could be anybody. Yes, very good. Now for the real question. (laughs) (laughs) What? Upstairs, balcony, bedroom. (laughs) Bedroom, bedroom. Running out of time. We gotta get Sid. Who cameoed in the first scream? John Carpenter, Wes Craven, Rob Zombie, Ari Aster. Wes. Wes. He plays Fred, the janitor. It's brilliant. Looks like I have a. He says, "You talking to me?" He's like, "Not you, Fred." So good. (laughs) Because it's Fred. He's janitor. He's Fred. He had to be there. So So here's the bedroom. (laughs) We're gonna go back to the top of the stairs. We're clearing the house. We're clearing the house. Oh, the garage door. Garage door, yeah. That's a sucky way to die. Looks like I have a fan. Next question. (laughs) You do, Ghostface. You do. Time to go to the (laughs) upstairs balcony. I guess so. (sighs) Shit. Oh, there's Ghostface. What are certain rules you must abide by in order to survive a horror movie? There are certain rules. What is rule number one? Never drink or do drugs. You can never have sex. Never say I'll be right back. Um, I oh god. Well, they're all they're all on there. I think it's drink or do drugs. I think that no, is the wait. first. No, no, it's sex. No, it's sex. It's sex. Sex, 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 sex. Says first of all, you can never have sex. Yeah, That's Randy. Cool. Yep. That's why I'm still alive. <laughs> Next question. Ah. Uh. Okay, where are we going? We are just at the top of the stairs. Where the fuck are we going, Ghostface? We go over there? Okay. That's it. Well, now what do we do? Are the Scream movies based on a true story? Are answering questions? No, pure fiction? Or yes, truth is stranger than fiction? God, the based on is always so... I, it's prob- I, I'd say it's no. It's probably what do I based know? on something. It probably is. Looks like oh, geez. Fan. Next question. I am also just a fan of murder, Ghostface. <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to try to escape now. Where's Sydney? Who met their demise in a fiery explosion that destroys Jennifer Jolie's house in Scream 3? Jennifer Jolie, Stephen Stone, Tom Prince, Angelina Tyler. God. I think it was Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I, I, have no I idea. can't think. Angelina. Jennifer Jolie. I don't remember her name. <laughs> Angelina Tyler. No. Tom- yeah. Oh no! No! I'm sorry. Fuck! That's the wrong answer. Damn it! Well, he's pissed. I know. He's he pissed. Did not like oh. Back to the front yard. Can you go into that living room yet? No. No. No? Jesus. You just keep going round and around. Round and round. <laughs> what famous horror heroine has an uncredited cameo as a news reporter in Scream? 
Halloween's Jamie Lee Curtis, Alien Sigourney Weaver, Nightmare on Elm Street's Heather Langenkamp, or The Exorcist Linda Blair? Linda Blair. I don't remember. I don't remember. Very that good. At all. Let's keep going. Feel on the pressure. Forever. Ever. 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 <laughs> Where do we go? Just, just keep going so. around and around answering questions, I guess. When does it end? Who was originally under the mask? Well, this we know. Your mom. Billy and Stu. Lame and lamer. Don't, don't be <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Ske- Skeeter. You guys are such haters. <laughs> jealous. They're jealous. What is the movie franchise about the killings that occur in Words- Woodsboro? Slash, stab, bloodlust, or phantasm? Stab. 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 Correct. Having fun? <laughs> Let's try another one. <laughs> You're just going through and back and back. Yeah, I back. I mean, I feel like you need more. Did we go in the kitchen? Were we just in the kitchen? Yeah, we did. We, we did. That's where the fruit is. Was there any I'm Jiffy Pop? Yeah. Right no. Shit. Hi. True. <laughs> Caleb's house. Correct. Having fun. Let's try another one. Maybe we should answer some wrong and see what happens. He gets oh, really mad. No, I don't want to. Now we're in the living room. In Scream 2, Derek sings I Think I Love You to Sydney. Mickey says he is referencing which movie? Top Gun, Scream. Top Gun. Top Gun? Top Gun. That's Neil, have you ever seen Top Gun? Next question. I think think (laughs) you'd like it. I think you'd love that movie. (laughs) No. I mean, maybe now. I haven't watched it in like 30 some odd years. but Birth- Birthday episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next week's Neil's birthday episode, you guys. <laughs> Am I if looking I, for I something? I make it through. Where's there something like glowing on the floor over there by the TV? Go back to the TV. Go back. See? It's like the remote's like glowing. And the movie just got really intense. Can you go over the, to the that? Movie, no. The music got really intense. I can only the look fuck? around. Todd says we're stuck in a trivia vortex. <laughs> it's like being in a first-person shooter. What is the name of Sidney Prescott's book recounting the Ghostface murders? Out of the Ashes, Out of the Darkness, uh, Woodsboro Memoirs, Ghostface Chronicles. Out of Darkness. Ooh, very good. Let's keep going. Jesus. And going and going. Go where? Oh, backyard. Oh, backyard. Backyard. else front entrance? We've been there. My God, how much time do we have? Ah! It's just counting up. Ah! What? <laughs> just like, just Ghost like that. Face. Huh? <laughs> nice. You nice. I mean, I didn't have sex. I didn't drink. I never said I'll be right back. I wonder if you can win or if he always gets you. Lies. Because we only missed lies, one question. Lies, lies, lies. That's true. Yeah. Don't that go was in the a, backyard. That was the last, <laughs> you guys. I had a lot of fun. I'm sorry I missed one question. But um, otherwise, that's a big mic Please. drop moment for me. 
No, you did yep. awesome. Thanks, guys. Neil, what's your what's your birthday? Wonderfully. Movie, what's your birthday movie, Neil? <laughs> my my birthday movie is. Um, I think I'm gonna to be oh, announce it. I'm gonna to be announced. You always get mad when we do that, but you're doing it. I don't get mad. I just can't think of anything right now. Too sickly. too sickly. Poor tiny Tim. It's too sickly. <laughs> I am. Mother, mother, I can't <laughs> think of a film. Where's my film, mother? <laughs> All right, guys. I apologize. I I can't. I'm like trying to rack my brain. What do I want to do? Last year I did House, which for me was an easy yeah. one to pick, but I. I can't think this year. I don't know. He'll he'll pick it and we'll announce it soon. We'll put it on the YouTube and we'll put it on the social medias, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys hopefully you can check the social medias, we'll announce it there. Give you a t- chance to yeah. watch it. Hopefully at the time. Check. You just so. have to keep checking back. Cool. That's right. Just 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 call Sandra. Call Sandra. Don't so call me. Like I won't know. pick Her up. Her number the is. Phone. <laughs> I'm a millennial. If somebody calls, I assume. Someone is dead. <laughs> Caller five 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 two space, three. Ghostface can call me anytime. Todd, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Deliverance too. Deliver well, harder. <laughs> yes, deliver more aggressively. Deliverance three. Deliverance with a vengeance. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this slightly untraditional format, and thank you to the people of the pod. And um, everyone send Neil some soup. Yeah, send me soup. I take all kinds of soup, hopefully from a can, though, because then I know what it is and where it's from. But, you know. And I will say, if you were making homemade soup and would like to send me some, I would gladly take it. He's not going to question your motives either. Or where that soup came from. Caleb, while you're... you're dirty. Hopefully, hopefully just going to enjoy some nice, delicious homemade soup. Blood soup. Okay, have fun with that. Let's soup. Well, good night, uh, everybody. Hey, first show of 2022. Yep. Hopefully, back in the studio in two Welcome weeks. Welcome to the new season. <laughs> the new season. <laughs> Thank you, Miss. Season Rudy three? Mara. Is it season Thank three? Thank you, Mark Visions Truth. Thank you, Haley the Baker. Sure. Thank you, Reverend Michael B. Thank you, 209 Pod. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Gene Scoop. Thank you, Eggers Maggie. Thank you, Vanilla Kim. Thank you, Enoch. Thank you, Cory Pitts. Cory Pitts. Scully Pitts. Pitts. <laughs> and let's not forget, thank you, Burt Rentals. Burns Rentals. Bert Call Rentals. us today to book your free first appointment. Bert Rentals. <laughs> Goodbye one more time. You gotta have your mustache in order to work there. Yeah. The Culture is filmed before a live studio audience in Santa Rosa, California. Check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube or find us online at theculture.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you can leave some positive comments. Thanks again and talk with you soon.